welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 38 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your social media stories. Also, if you are listening on the iTunes podcast app, please feel free to leave us a rating and potentially write us a review. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com. Alternatively, you can just Google The Bodybuilding Dietitians or look in any of the show notes below or our Instagram bios to find the link. And as we always say, we don't just coach comp prep competitors. We do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. So Jack, I want to hear all about your week. Great. So it's been a pretty decent one so far. It's Sunday today, so not too much longer to go till Monday. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, pretty standard. Uh, overall, it went smoothly, which is why I say it was quite a good week. Nothing, nothing negative really happened. No lockdown, no missed training sessions, mm-hmm. no niggles or anything like that. So if anything, masks actually aren't mandatory in the gym anymore. Yeah, so that was since Friday. So we managed to get in two training sessions without a mask. Which, yep. I mean, I wasn't that bothered in the first place. I kind of liked it. Kind of like made me get in the zone a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just by like feeling, okay, mask on, let's train. <laughs> <laughs> like Kind of like headphones on, let's train. Oh man, I kept trying to find that, well, you know the song Mask Off? Is it written by Drake? I don't know that one. Mask off. Anyway, there's a song called Mask Off. I'm sure a lot of the listeners know it. But my Instagram has just been flipped. I don't know why. Like, you know how Instagram has that, like, music option on your stories? Yeah. Well, my music options, like, don't have any recent pop culture music. It's all, like, random. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's like, classic. You know class- you can search for a song, though? I know. I try searching for it, but it's, like, weird classical or, like, country music. Or, like, <laughs> really, I don't know, like, indie bands like it's nothing really popular there's no popular artists on there anyway i wanted to do something funny like mask off song but like ken dot could not find it Mm, i'll have to have a look for you (laughs) anyway sorry that was a random interruption (laughs) yeah so in terms of training and nutrition nothing really that much happened this week it was pretty uneventful to be honest and i guess i'll start with nutrition and body weight and body comp so in terms of nutrition, I've actually based, said this last week, but I've been keeping total weekly calories the same. I think this is like the seventh or eighth week in a row. And so that's been very successful. But this week, it kind of just came to that end point where I have stagnated. So I basically didn't lose any weight. I was 81.5 on average this week and last week I was 81.5 on average. So definitely a good sign to lower the calories, which I've actually started today and lowering by 190 calories on my low days keep and lowering by 90 calories on my high days Mm -hmm. so four low days and three high days and basically that'll come from 25 grams of carbohydrates and 10 grams of fat so that'll bring me to new macros of 250 protein 250 carb and 50 grams of fat and on the high days 250 protein 525 carb and 50 fat so decent decrease there 
and that should definitely get me moving along uh, hopefully sub uh, 81 kilos this week hopefully on average yeah absolutely i think you know it, it's inevitable right as competitors we're always going to hit a plateau at some point or mm. another right and and you know it kind of just goes to show that your body cares about you and your body is trying to fight <laughs> you back you know your body doesn't want to be three percent body fat right it likes that stuff like yeah give me the adipose tissue bro so it actually goes to show that you know you are pushing hard right but i think that is going to be a good little nudge for you to keep pushing in the right direction and the great thing is you're still 11 weeks out from your first show of the season right and you've only got around estimated around four kilograms to go in the next 11 weeks or so yeah so to clue everyone in it is literally like 10 weeks and six days mm -hmm. until the first show and about nine of those weeks i'll be dieting so in an energy deficit two of those weeks one of them will be a deload slash diet break and then of course peak week so that's those are two weeks where i won't be losing any body weight and the re remainder of the weeks nine weeks to lose four kilos so i'm the predicted low i'm going to get is around 77.5 maybe a touch lower and I'm 81.5 on average this week. So do the math. It's about four kilos of weight loss there. So four kilos in nine weeks. It's about half a kilo per week. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's that's how much I got to lose. So if I'm around, it's just over half a percent of my body weight. I've actually done the math. It's around like 0 0.6 to 0.65% of my body weight each week, mm -hmm. which I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not the best spot to be in i would say like i would like it if i could lose 0.4 percent of my body weight but i've already lost so much weight and i've worked so hard so i think i'm definitely on track like i think i'm kind of uh, first world problems right now complaining about my prep <laughs> yeah honestly jack i think that you are in a much better position than probably 95 percent of other competitors are right mm. now and i think four kilograms in 11 weeks or nine weeks if you want to put it that way right that is plenty of time to get in condition right and lose that four kilograms so there's no doubt about it you're going to get on stage and you're going to look the absolute best you ever have in your life for that first show mm. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Like conditioning is never was never going to be an issue. And yeah, I don't I don't even know why I said that really. It's more just we know that towards the end of prep, half a percent of your body weight per week would be nicer, but I mean, I'm going up by 0.1% there. Yeah, so not exactly. a big deal. Like literally we are fighting over decimal points here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Cool. Well, yeah, other than that, training-wise was a pretty solid week of training definitely starting to just feel it in general now which is completely normal at this stage and, and my body fat and it's just a sign that you're doing what needs to be done really and it just comes as a side effect but in in spite of that i basically i'm maintaining or progressing still in a lot of my lifts and just having a different mindset where a maintenance so if i get like two sets of six for for smith machine squat two weeks in a row like that's still a win and basically still managing to progress across all major lifts i think and maybe it's just the odd accessory where i'm just taking a maintenance and yeah so couldn't be happy with that to be honest and just fingers crossed that i'm able to stay injury free and that um the gym stay open as well so for some additional information for people who haven't competed like what do we mean when we say we start to feel it so I guess there's a few different things, but 
the way I would describe it for myself is kind of just like uh, sometimes like someone might even talk to you and you're like, you just don't, you conserve energy. So you just go, "Mm -hmm," or or you just (laughs) grunt or you just shake your head and acknowledge them. Or you kind of, it's like a little mental kick that you have to give yourself in order to do anything. So let's say standing up off the couch was instinctive when you had a higher body fat or when you have more energy availability, when you're in prep, you literally have to psych yourself up to get up off the couch. Or like have a really good reason. Like <laughs> before we were actually about to start this podcast, the dogs were out on the deck and they were making quite a bit of noise. And I'm like, Jack, would you mind just like, you know, just putting them down the stairs? And you're like, no, I don't mind if they make noise. And I'm like, dude, they are not ruining our podcast. So like I, you know, I took the few steps and hushed them down the stairs and then shut mm. the door. Maybe I burnt half a calorie, but again, like it goes to show at this point in prep, you're trying to save every half calorie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, especially for me, it's like past 6 PM at night. Like I literally just plonk down and I'm out. Like, I know your brain just feels like mashed potatoes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a positive thing is that I, my sleep onset is really good. <laughs> like my head hits the pillow and I'm out and I usually stay out till like around 5.15 in the morning. So it's a decent amount of sleep, fortunately. And I'm very fortunate that sleep hasn't been impacted that much. Mm. But I mean, relating it back to training, like imagine trying to retain numbers and intensity that you have been doing in the off season when you might be 10, 15 kilos heavier and trying to do that for like, I trained for two, two and a half hours. So like, it's just about psyching yourself up for those sets, making it count and finding ways to prepare yourself. So like for me, a big thing, especially for the bigger lifts is just ensuring that I just commit to that set and don't back off and find ways to make it as stable as possible is a big one. So like, that's why I've switched to like the Smith machine or I've started wearing a belt for my leg press. I've started training in the morning because my mental clarity is so much better there. And like definitely caffeinating as well, mm-hmm. choosing satiating meals pl- prior to training. And yeah, those are, those are just a few things. Yeah, really. It's at that point where those one percenters, they really matter, you know, mm. and you just have to be so goddamn focused during your training. But also the reason why you're able to keep progressing too is because you're tracking every single number. You're tracking every single weight that you're lifting in each set and each rep between weeks. And you're holding yourself accountable to always trying to again, match those reps or match those sets and match that weight or beat it by maybe one rep the next week, right? A lot of people just, they aren't that meticulous with their training, right? Mm. And they're tracking. So, you know, they just end up going into the gym, especially in those final few weeks. And they're just like, oh, I'll just do what I feel like, you know? And they kind of, they justify it. They're like, oh, as long as I'm working out, as long (laughs) as I'm lifting weights, right? Mm. Like, yeah, that'll help maintain my muscle mass. But no man yeah like and the reason why that won't work is what we've just stated your your rating of perceived exertion is so much higher so if mm-hmm. you're like yeah i'm just gonna do it like an rp like just train hard but tr- <laughs> like i could walk go for a walk and that would be training hard yeah, for me right true. now <laughs> walking the dogs right now it is it's a little bit tougher than it used to be <laughs> so like that's why using a logbook and writing down your numbers and tracking stuff is so important because like for example like a warm-up set with squats you might do 60 kilos and you're like, wow, that was a tough warm up today. I, I might just do that as my working sets, but then you've got 130 kilos to do for your actual working set. So exactly. it's, um, sometimes you surprise yourself at like how much you can actually accomplish 
feeling the way you do. Yeah. And, and this is what I always say to, to clients who come to us is that I, I try and almost not, I try and, I guess I do play on the difficulties a little bit of prep because I think that's what is realistic because you don't want someone to get to the hard part and then either quit or not do a great job. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to give them a heads up, but you also need to, you know, know when it's appropriate to crack the whip and tell someone and including telling yourself to suck it up. Right. Mm. Cause again, you can manifest all these ideas in your head and get really anxious over lifts and, Oh God, you know, I got to do Bulgarians today. Right. And freak out about it. But then, you know, just like friggin' walk up to the kettlebells, just pick them up, put on some wrap and just start doing the reps, right? Just stop thinking and just start doing it, right? Mm. And it's over before you know it. Yeah. yeah, especially for me, like I'm, especially for leg day, I've just got two sets of those big exercises and then I'm done. Yeah. And that does make it a lot easier. What's good is that it's not like I'm cheating myself by doing two sets. Like I really maximize those two sets and I know from past experience, if I try and do three sets, then mm-hmm. something's going to break. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it gets to that point where you're just looking at yourself in the mirror with bloodshot eyes and you're just like, one more rep, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually remember when AJ Morris, he was going through prep this past year and he must have wrote an Instagram caption or something, but he put it really nicely in that those final few weeks of prep, right? Like it's really tough. Fatigue really does Mm. set in and it is very tempting to take your foot off the gas and ease up a little bit, right? Because you're like, oh, you know, like things are just really hard right now. And again, you start to justify little things, right? Like it doesn't matter if I skip out on, you know, an extra set of leg extensions or something or, you know, I trained calves yesterday. I don't need to train them again today. You start justifying these little things. But he made this really important point that, you know, because so many people are starting to take their foot off the pedal in those final few weeks, because yeah, man, it gets really tough. If you are tough yourself, that's actually the time to get yourself ahead, right? And really knuckle down and really put in the hard work and the hard yards and push mm. yourself through, right? Because when everyone else is easing off, you're starting to speed up, you yeah. know? So just freaking hang in there. Especially if you've been looking at people who you think are like leaner quite far out. And though like even I might be put in that boat of where someone who has been feeling a bit more average since 11 weeks out. And because you might be a slightly higher body fat, you might come in like, I guess, engines going Mm -hmm. until like one or two weeks out. And obviously I would always support being ready on time, but that's just an example of like, you might just be a different in a slightly different time zone in that instance yeah but at the end of the day you know what matters most is how you truly look on show day right like not 11 weeks out not two weeks out not 20 weeks out because like god damn in that time frame so much can change either way but it's the actual show day that really counts Mm, definitely and on that note like we have i guess some external motivation for us is that we have made some plans so like Mm -hmm. we've we booked a, a photo shoot for like the gym and the beach. Which That's is right. Nice. Yeah. So we booked in with Nelson. That should be so much fun. So we're doing our beach photo shoot the week before the very first show. Yep. Right. So that'll be very early April. And then our gym photo shoot, that should be the week between ICN Brisbane Classic and then ICN Nationals. Yep. So like it will literally be photo shoot, show photo shoot i mean photo shoot show week off show photo shoot nationals and then hopefully the oceania in new zealand goes ahead yeah that'd be so neat wow we've got some big months coming ahead yeah 
and I guess like at this stage, I would might as well say it that like we don't plan to. So in Australia, we have a few different federations. We have like ICN, NBA, ANB, and INBA. Those are mm-hmm. the major natty shows. And I guess you could count like AWMBS, Miss Fitness Australia. But just because of the our schedules and wanting to do photo shoots and uh, all that kind of stuff, like we have decided to just do ICN and yeah. of course Tierra doing IFBB as well. Yeah, pretty much just pursuing those this season, right? And that's pretty much 97% locked in. I yeah. think the only other show might consider doing, like obviously you can't do NBA because NBA is the weekend before ICN Nationals and mm. also we've got a shoot booked that day. Uh, but potentially doing INBA at the, it, it's like very early June or something. Uh, it's the 29th of May, I think. Yeah, so it's kind of up to you if you want to hold out for that yeah. one. It's just the, it's just the thing, right? Because it's difficult because because there's only so many shows, right? And a lot of competitors want to take full advantage of their season. As a competitor, you'll still be competing against the same people, mm, In right? Australia, at least. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you know, obviously compared to, like, the U.S., the competition pool is so much smaller here. Yeah. Uh, but really, you'll be competing pretty much against the same competitors. It's really just obviously an opportunity to compete again and, again, make the most of your season. Mm. Or if you are, you know, really gunning for a pro card or something, you might want to be chasing a pro card in multiple different federations. Yeah. I, I agree, and I guess that was the major toss-up for me. I guess the the only downside of doing NBA is you, you don't win a pro card at the state level. You mm-hmm. do it. You have to make the trip to nationals, and if we're going to nationals and maybe even Oceania already, then that was the the tricky decision to make. Yeah, absolutely. But regardless, you know, I'll, I I know that I'm definitely getting on stage five times this season. You're definitely getting on stage three times this season, mm. and potentially, you know, six. Right. If, uh, if New Zealand goes ahead, but yeah, should be good. We've definitely got everything pretty much planned out. Like we've already booked an Airbnb for the Sunshine Coast Classic show. We are booking flights tonight for New South Wales nationals, but we've always already booked our Airbnb for that as well. So yeah, yeah, pretty much it's uh, getting down to that point where we just need to keep getting lean, get tan and show up carved Mm. up. (laughs) Yeah. I think the, for me, the last six weeks will be very. Uh, there will be a lot more external motivation to help me on my way there mm-hmm. because like that'll be my last block. I'll, it'll be literally be the last time I'll be doing each of those. Like I'll be going six, five, four for each of those sessions. So that'll be excellent. And yeah, I thought the only thing I'd mention else for me is just in regards to nutrition. So I did make a drop of 190 calories. So some people might be wondering where that's come from. Mm. So my rationale it, behind the, these changes is for breakfast, I've kept that the same. That's my highest calorie meal by at least like 100 to 150 calories just because that's the meal before I train. And yes, that's not really going to help me with glycogen or anything, but it's going to help um, mentally prepare me and satiate me and increase my blood glucose levels, all that kind of stuff. And remember, I do train for like two, two and a half hours and sometimes up to five hours till I get my post-workout meal. Yeah. So the, the meal that I basically pulled all the carbs from is actually my, used to be my second meal. Now it's probably going to be my third, which I basically switched out sweet potato, I mean, potato for pumpkin and pumpkin. I'd actually forgotten how low in carb it is. It's pretty yeah. crazy. It's so low. We've been like Googling the carb amount per hundred grams to just yeah. like double check. Like, is this too good to be true? Kind of mm. like the same case for strawberries, eh? Yeah. I think 
not googling isn't the best way of doing it i would say more like researching i guess like <laughs> research I, through foodworks <laughs> yeah so i basically foodworks is a site i think it might be it's either i don't can't don't know if it's a private or a government organization but basically i managed to find this excel spreadsheet with all the foodworks entries and it basically tells you carbs protein fats and all the vitamins and minerals per 100 grams so i double checked the the butternut squash on my fitness pal on foodworks was like apparently it was it's 6.9 grams of carbs per 100 grams and that's i was like okay is that really correct yeah and apparently it is so i'll take that but yeah that's basically where it's been pulled from and how many hundreds of grams are you eating of this pumpkin per day so about like between five and six hundred so yeah. it's a decent and that's even more than the potato i was eating which was 450 so technically technically my meal is more voluminous now but with less carbs yeah and, and even if it wasn't too good to be true, you know, like even if it was a few extra grams of carbs per hundred grams, because I know when I've been tracking butternut pumpkin in my fitness pal using a nut tab entry, it's like nine grams per hundred grams. Mm. Um, so but two grams more. That's two grams over what, 500 grams. So that's like an extra 10 grams of carbs. Mm. So 40 calories, give or take, you know, it should be fine. I think you're still going to knock yourself into a pretty big deficit. Yeah, I think the... The important thing is that you haven't just selected a random one in my fitness pal. Like I could have picked one that said two if I wanted to, but I made sure it was no tab. I made sure to double check on food works because at this stage of prep, it does make a difference. Yeah. Like if I'm only giving myself 190 calorie deficit each day and then I just lose 40 calories of that, that's I'm in, now in 150 calorie deficit, yeah. which does make a difference. So. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. Maybe I came off as someone inaccurate there. <laughs> yeah. Just as long as you're not like searching on my fitness pal pumpkin, you know, because yeah. you're probably going to come up with like random Halloween pumpkins and stuff, you know, so. Yeah. And or like, <laughs> is it boiled? Is it raw? Is, is it, it pumpkin soup? <laughs> is it pumpkin seeds? <laughs> Gosh knows. But I just, I pray for you that food works is right. You're eating the right pumpkin and you're tracking as accurately as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's pretty much it from me. That was quite a spiel. We've mm -hmm. almost done an episode length, so <laughs> I'll let you talk about your week. Yeah, well, this week has been pretty good, you know, to be honest. So we are recording this on the 24th of January, 2021. It is a Sunday, like Jack mentioned before. And as of today, I'm exactly four weeks out from my first show of the season. So boy, that clock is just ticking, right? I've been dieting now for 17 weeks and still got four weeks to go till the first show. So boy, like really not long to go, eh? But this past week, it's been really good. So in terms of body composition, again, did get another solid drop in weight. So last week when I checked in, I was weighing in at 61.3 kilograms. This morning broke that 61 into the 60.9 kilograms. So down by another 400 grams, which is really good. So on track there, Macros haven't changed, so I'm still on 175 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat, and 160 protein. And then on those two high days, on Thursdays, Fridays, I just bring those carbohydrates up to 325 grams through glorious bananas, you know? Like, I, just, I eat like four bananas a day on each high day, and I just I freaking love I it, man. I, I mean, double the bananas, and you're almost having double the carbs. <laughs> Imagine if I had just bananas, though, for my extra carbs. That yeah. would be an extra Well, I eat extra bananas carbs. and a little bit of extra, like, flour and buckwheat. 
But yeah, I keep similar food choices. I just get amongst the fruit, man. Mm. I love it. And it makes me feel so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, things are going really well in the body composition department. I guess the biggest, you know, take home from this past week is that I did check in with Joey Cantlin on the Friday. So had another physique assessment with him, which I felt was at that perfect timing, you know, because I saw him a few weeks ago, maybe like five weeks ago when I was closer to that nine week out mark. And uh, then now being at that four week out mark, checked in with him again. So pretty much Joey took my skin folds. We talked about what I've been doing with my prep in terms of training and nutrition. We did some posing, right? And he pretty much just assessed where I am right now. So really good feedback from Joey is that it's good to hear that I'm on track for where I need to be. And pretty much he thinks that my stage weight is definitely going to be higher than my previous stage weight last year, which is really exciting. So last year when I stepped on an IFBB stage, I was 57.8 kilograms. And now Joey's estimating that for my IFBB competition, I will be around the high 59 kilograms. So around a two kilogram increase in stage weight, which is pretty freaking cool, you know, considering that it's only been a year between those seasons. Yeah, and especially since you've been dieting for a lot of that time as well. Yeah, so, you know, when I think about it, it was really only a six month growth period that we had, right? Mm. When obviously COVID hit and we had to go into isolation and it was pretty much from March until September, those six months where I gained like over 10 kilograms, right? And just trained hard as hell, ate a lot of food, right? And now dieting back Mm. down since the end of September. But I'm just ecstatic, man. I'm so happy. I'm really happy with how everything's turning out. And, you know, based off this morning's weight, right at 60.9, and let's say I'm aiming anywhere between like 59.5 to the high 59s, right? And based off my weight this morning at 60.9 kilograms, that's only just a kilogram or more to lose in the next four weeks. Mm, Perfect spot to be in really. Yeah. It feels really freaking good. So Pretty much Joey's recommendations were to keep nutrition as it is, right? Because doing another drop right now, if I'm still losing on average, like, you know, these past few mm. weeks, I've lost around 400, 600 grams per week. And, and your I'm, skin folds went down a lot this morning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that abdominal fold, man. Losing the belly fat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he pretty much said pretty, like, keep nutrition as is. There's obviously no need to change, right? If I'm still dropping on these macros, because... Like I said a few podcasts ago, like I feel like I could push harder. Like I'm still obviously only on 175 grams of carbs on those five lower days of the week, but I know I'm like, I could, I could easily manipulate a few things and go down to 150 if I wanted to. Mm. I could bring my fats down to 30 grams if I wanted to, but at the same time, it's just the point that like, it's not warranted if I'm losing weight at this rate, like there's no point in just eating less food for the sake of it. Why the mm. heck would I want to do that? So we know what would happen anyway. Like you kind of, you slightly made that mistake last season mm-hmm. and we've seen it happen to other competitors. Like you just look worse. Yeah. That's why it's so important to be ready earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just lose lean mass, right? Yeah. So pretty much he said, keep nutrition as is aim for a minimum of 300 grams lost on average per week right? Only if it dips below 300 grams on average per week, then do a drop of anywhere between like 50 to hundred calories per day and then keep pushing. But let's say 300 grams per week for the next four weeks, that's 1.2 kilograms based off my 61 kilogram weigh-in that would have me at around 59.8 give or take, right? 
Yeah. So yeah, pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. So I'm feeling really good right now. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling so much better than I felt last year when I was four weeks out. Like last year, four weeks out, I wasn't even like mentally stressed. My body was just physiologically stressed. Like, Mm. I don't know. I was still pretty confident in myself, right? Because even at four weeks out last year, that was still the best I'd ever looked in my life. But like my body was not having it with the diet, right? Like I was suffering from like, awful edema on my low days like my feet were so swollen some days they couldn't fit into my heels like i remember you were having like 10 grams of sodium of salt a day as well yeah i was eating a lot of salt like man i was all amongst the konjacs and like the decaf coffees and Mm. like oh boy this this prep is so much easier right it's so nice i feel so much better anything to do with that uh because you're in prep as well yeah um I, I would like to or say just yes. Learning to, from your mistakes. I think it's just the fact that the more often you go through prep, the more you learn and the, you know what to expect, you know? And you're, I would expect that someone is in a better position every single time they go through a comp prep, mm. right? Like I would expect that it should be easier on the body, right? I think, honestly, I think prep would be, as you kind of just alluded to, prep might, might even be easier if one of us wasn't prepping mm-hmm. because then you could rely on that person to basically help out a bit more in general yeah i guess if i if i wasn't such a independent tornado always like i can do it myself <laughs> but yeah pretty much moving forward it's good right 300 grams lost per week just over a kilogram in the next four weeks very achievable man feeling really good and then joey said after that right because ifbb is in four weeks after that the ifbb nationals will be two weeks after that and then between the IFBB Nationals and ICN Sunshine Coast Classic, there's a five-week break. And he says he's estimating that I'm probably going to have to lose about another kilogram off my IFBB stage weight to be lean enough for ICN Fitness, which is totally understandable, right? Because they want you coming in with like you know lines in your quads and striated delts and everything. Like you can't show up ICN proper fitness right on an ifbb stage like Mm. you just get marked down yeah makes sense makes sense to change your leanness for your federation yeah and that's the perfect amount of time because a five week gap right and again to own five weeks to just lose like an extra kilogram again that's very achievable and he said pretty much after the ifbb national show goes straight into a diet break at least seven days probably pushing for 10 days Uh, So I'm probably going to push for that 10, to be honest, if I've got five weeks to lose one kilogram. So giving myself a good week and a half diet break there, which I'll just bring my macros up to my high day calories for seven to 10 days straight and then pushing on for ICN fitness and then hopefully starting to actually reverse into all those shows from April until May. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. It's pretty exciting, man. And again, like it's just, it's all coming together. Like I've been dieting now for 17 weeks and to know that I really only have just another like two kilograms to lose pretty Mm. much. Like I feel really good about it. Yeah. We're both in a very similar position. Like I'm a bit heavier. I've got a bit longer and I've got four kilos. You've got about two kilos. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's uh prep's gone well, right? (laughs) Yeah. It just pays off to just plan well ahead. So Yeah, things are going well. And I actually did post some comparison photos on my Instagram page a few days ago. And so that was pretty much the comparison is when I saw Joey last year in March and I saw him midway through March, a week before all the season A shows were canceled. 
And in those photos, I was like 57 kilograms, right? I was depleted as flips. Like, <laughs> anyway, I posted some photos now at four weeks out from my first show of the season. There's only a 10 month gap between those photos, but I'm close to four kilograms heavier on the right. And I would argue that I look a lot better. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. In a good way. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's just really paid off. It's really freaking neat, you know? But I'm not going to lie, right? Like, I've put in so much goddamn work over these last 10 months, right? And my body weight's gone through crazy swings, right? In six months, I went from 57 up to 68 kilograms. And in the past four months, I've gone from 68 kilograms down to 61 kilograms, right? So it's gone through those big swings. But, like, these past 10 months, we've just truly been able to optimize absolutely everything right we've been able to train really hard sleep every single night for like eight to nine hours everything's on routine everything's on schedule eating really well i just i feel like we've been able to finally live our lives in the perfect bodybuilding routine we always wanted to while we were going through uni for all yeah. those years 100 percent, and it does make me very i guess everyone through prep goes through this like when when you start getting quite tired and hungry like you do look forward to the off season, but mm -hmm. like I almost use it. It actually keeps pushing me to, to do well in prep because mm -hmm. like, okay, like once I get finished through prep, I need to give prep my all because then I have the off season. And so prep isn't going to happen again until maybe 2023. So it's, it's time to step it up even more. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? You know how like <laughs> you can, the closer you get to a competition, right? The more you're like dreaming about the improvement season, but mm. the deeper you're the, in the improvement season, the more you're dreaming about being in prep again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we just got to soak it up, right? Yeah. It's important to be in the moment to an extent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not the food even of the improvement season. It's just the the ability to make tangible progress yeah. like okay i'm gonna focus on working my upper back and then you actually watch it grow over mm. months and it's pretty cool yeah it's freaking like the improvement season's the best man just like and that really separates competitors i think and that really showcases who's in this for the long game who's truly serious about this and who actually loves their training mm. right they're not just training hard in the gym while they're in prep right so that they can get lean like you're training really hard for years on end in your improvement season so that you can grow and be better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man, I love feeling strong and energetic. But yeah, pretty much that's that. So got just over a kilogram to go in the next four weeks. Should be very achievable, keeping nutrition as is. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for these next four weeks to come, right? Like things are going really well with posing with Steph as well. Like this past session that we did this past week, like pretty much we just ran through my entire routine and I just, I know how to do everything now, right? I just know how to do everything. It's really now just come down to just like, it's all together. I just need to practice my ass off, mm. right? And she even gave me the go ahead to actually skip this week to to do an hour posing session with her. And I'm booked in again for two weeks from now for only a half an hour session, just to really look things over and fine tune things. So that's that, the feedback you want. From yeah, the teacher. it's really good. So yeah, just keep practicing posing, keep following the plan, keep taking along, like everything's all booked. I've already registered, you know, for the IFBB Queensland show with hair and makeup. I got my bikinis. Yeah, so um, feeling good. Bring on these next 28 days, right? 28 days and we'll actually be at the show. That'll be amazing motivation for you as well because mm. at that point you'll be seven weeks out and like having those two weeks where we'll be at the IFBB shows, I'm sure will really give you a kick to like 
keep pushing in that final leg as well. Mm. See, uh, even if it's uh, standing next to some enhanced guys. Oh, well, you know, they're all bodybuilders. We all live and breathe, you know, the same passion. Yeah, cool. Well, um, I think we've kind of exhausted our weeks in terms of (laughs) describing everything. And we're looking forward to doing this again each week. And we just wanted to remind everyone at the end that we are very active on Instagram as well. So especially on our business page, the Bodybuilding Dietitians, we post a lot of informative content as well as our own journeys on our personal pages. So please head over there if you're not already following us. I'm sure a lot of people listening already are. And as per usual, we'll finish off this episode with something that we want to improve upon each week. Okay, so I know what I want to improve this week. I want to improve my head. <laughs> I What a head, man. Honestly, I need to get myself a new hairdo. Fun fact about me, I've never had an actual haircut from a hairdresser in my life. <laughs> the only person who's ever cut my hair is my mom, right? And after I go in the shower, she combs it, makes it straight at the bottom, and then trims it, right? But my hair, it's just ticking me off right now. It's too long. Whenever I do a back pose, it covers my butt, right? And I'm always just tying it up and throwing it into a bun with a big clip. So I'm like, this thing needs to get sorted out, you know? And I'm in a position in life right now where I can treat myself to a freaking hairdresser trip, all right? And get a hair, get a haircut. So next week, I'm going to go get my haircut nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I definitely just need to get quite a few inches trimmed off. I wanted to go like mid lower back still pretty long but mid lower back get some nice layers in there so that on stage it looks really nice right because right now like i love long hair but it's just really long (laughs) (laughs) it really will be a first time experience it will i'm excited to come home and tell you all about it (laughs) you should have seen what they did with the scissors (laughs) anyway that's why i want to improve this week jack what do you want to improve so i just want to this will be my first new macro change in six, seven, eight weeks. So it's been a long time. So I just want to make sure that goes smoothly and implement everything correctly. And, and like, I know if I do well this week, then it will make the rest of this block piece of cake because I've already done it for one week. Just got to do it twice more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I'm keen to see what happens to your skin with all that pumpkin, you know, (laughs) a few hundred grams of pumpkin every day, all that beta carotene, you're going to turn a little tinge of orange. Yeah. I'm hoping my legs do at least. They, they are a bit pale at the moment. The classic physique Oompa Loompa. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And again, if you did enjoy the episode, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Mm-hmm.